your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Trey Matthews. As we all know, 2020 has been a very, uh, how would I say it, eventful year to say the least. And you know what, I touched upon that just a, a little bit. With uh, my last few episodes, I did a crossover with Jack Bushman of Locked On uh, Blackhawks, and, you know, that was a lot of fun to do, and we talked about all sorts of things. We talked about Corey Crawford joined the New Jersey Devils organization, what he meant to the Blackhawks organization as well. Also, we talked about just Doc Emmerich, and we talked about so many other things, and you know what? If you hadn't checked them out, please give both those episodes a listen. I posted them on Friday and Saturday, and you know what? I decided to bring in another guest star, and you know, he's also a Blackhawks fans so you know there's that so I decided to bring back Vinny Sansoni if you hadn't known I think Vinny has appeared on this show about a month ago and we did an open hockey discussion but this time we're gonna have a 2020 offseason which includes the draft free agency news and also his reactions from the Stanley Cup and we're going to do an open discussion about that and just give his reactions, his analysis, his opinions, and he's going to give his insight to the best of his ability of signings that the New Jersey Devils have done, which include uh, Janssen, uh, Murray, all that. And you know what? We have so much to cover. And you know what? When I do these kind of things, I just lose a lot of energy. So you know what I need? I need a Bilt Bar. So let's bring it. Wait, wait, wait a minute. You don't know what a Bilt Bar is? Let me tell you something about Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. The improved Bilt Bar is even more delicious. 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. Six new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. Oh my my gosh, this is delicious. I've already had a few when I go out to the gym, and they are super healthy too. You're probably thinking, wait a minute, these bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew? Uh, 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 sounds like an unhealthy snack. That is not true. As I stated, Built Bars are healthy. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Built Bars are low in calorie, low in sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for a keto diet. And you, yes you, I'm going to make an offer that you can't refuse. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code locked on and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use the promo code locked on and get $10 off at builtbar.com. There we go. I repeated it so that way you don't have to rewind it. Go to builtbar.com and get your built bars right now. Okay, let's bring in Vinny Sansoni and let's begin this 2020 off-season reaction process. And I also forgot to mention this episode is going to be split into two parts. So uh, uh, part one, we're just going to discuss his reactions from the Stanley Cup draft and talk a little bit about the draft. And then uh, part two, you know what? I don't want to give away any more spoilers. Uh, me, take it away. Let's introduce Vinny. Welcome back, buddy. And joining me on the show, he's appeared on the show before, a matter of fact, but he's back again. It's Vinny Sansoni from Adrian College. He plays for the Men's D3 Hockey Program. And uh, Vinny, we have a lot to discuss for this offseason specifically. Uh, but first, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing good, Trey. Uh, you're right. We have a lot to go over. I'm just happy to be back on. Now, let's talk about the Stanley Cup. Obviously, you wanted the Stars to come out victorious. Unfortunately, the Lightning 
uh, came thundering down on that and uh, took the stars right out of the sky. Uh, what, what was your reactions from the Stanley Cup finals? Yeah, um, obviously I had the stars in six. Um, so anybody that took uh, my picks on gambling definitely lost some money. But, um, you know, it's, it's nice to see guys on the Lightning like Stamkos and Hedman and Palat and Korn, all those guys that have kind of been there for a while. It's good to see that they finally got a cup. Um, you know, I know a lot of people hate Tampa because they always lose. I know, you know, you find that a lot with a lot of teams where, you know, if they win a lot, they always get rude against in the playoffs. But, you know, kind of like when Ovechkin won his cup, I'm, I'm happy they finally got their cup. You know, you talk about uh, talking about guys finally getting a cup, finally getting a ring. I'm just glad that former New Jersey Devil Blake Coleman was able to come out victorious. And mostly I was just rooting against the Stars because, you know, that's Lindy Ruff's old team. And, you know, Lindy Ruff uh, left the Stars. And now all of a sudden, just a couple of years later, they're going to be Stanley Cup champions. I was like, no, no, no. Lightning, please beat them because I don't want that narrative. I don't want to cover that on my show. So, you know, I don't want my suspicions to be proven true so uh that's mostly why i i rooted against the stars yeah but um, um i mean i i have no i have I, I to be honest in that cup final i wasn't you know rooting against anybody i just just made a pick and uh you know it was just fun to see some good hockey you know it was fun it was definitely fun to see some good hockey but i do have to ask you this question so obviously it was put into a bubble and a lot of people are saying well can you kind of blame the bubble for uh, how you see certain outcomes? Because obviously no fans are allowed in attendance. So we saw in the NBA finals, no, no fans allowed in attendance. So, you know, you saw a lot of craziness, same thing for the NHL bubble. You see a lot of craziness. So can you sort of like blame the bubble or would you put an asterisk next to the championship? What are your opinions on that? Um, I, I, I am personally, you know, it's so hard winning the Stanley Cup where you have to win four rounds and obviously 16 games. So I, I'm not the, one of the guys that, you know, especially with all sports right now, is there an asterisk next to the champion? I don't, I don't, I don't think so. But, I, you know, I think taking away fans definitely helped, um, you know, these teams because there's a lot of pressure when there's fans and, you know, you're in the home building. And, um, but I, I think the fact that the Tampa Bay Lightning – um, one without fans is actually more impressive than with with fans. I mean, you're you're not feeding off your home territory, and you know, I I I have I wouldn't put the asterisks. Um, I just there's just no way where they they won. You know, they just they did everything they could, and you know, it's more in my opinion, it's more impressive that they won it without the fans. Yeah, I always said, like, you know, they hey, they still won the games. They still, um, you know, they still did everything they could do. Obviously, no fans in attendance, no fans allowed, but still, uh, they, they, they still had to play against the team. So I, I feel like it's even because, listen, they had to play without fans, so did the opponent. So, you know, I, I, I think there's – it's pretty even if you ask me. Right. But uh, let's uh, move from the Stanley Cup Finals to now the offseason, which has been a big part on my show lately. So let's talk about uh, what came up first, which was the NHL draft. So obviously, Alexei Lafreniere was selected first overall. Then you got Quentin Dew as the uh, highest selected African-American uh, player yeah. in, in the draft. Uh, obviously, we selected Alexander Holtz with our seventh overall pick, uh, Jamie Drysdale and Jake Sanderson uh, were obviously selected a little higher. I didn't expect Sanderson to go that high. So let's get your opinions on the draft. 
who's a bona fide star, uh, who's a sleeper, who might be a bust, and who's a wild card. Let, let's go in that order. Okay. Um, so you want the bona fide – you know what? I'm going to do – I'm not going to say he's going to be a scrub, but I'm going to do, uh, do the scrub first. I – a lot, there was a lot of high hopes on Dawson Mercer with the Devils. I don't think he's a scrub. I just don't think he's going to perform the way people think. Um, so I, he's, been, he's been banged up with a lot of concussions and stuff like that. So I think it's going to take a little bit more time for him to develop as a player. Um, I think the, the stud of the draft, obviously there's Lafreniere, but I think Quentin Byfield, that too, I think he'll be – you know, I don't know if he'll be as good as Lafreniere, but I think he'll definitely be up there. He uh, he went to the Kings. Him and uh, the Kings captain, Anze Kopitar, they have a lot in similarity with size, you know, stick handling. They're, you know, the way they play, they're both really good playmakers. So I think Byfield will be a really good pick. And then Tim Stutzel, the third overall guy with Ottawa, this guy could be a star. Just, you know, if he if he slotted in that top six for Ottawa, he's going to perform right away. That he's so he's so skilled. Um, you know, I, I I got a little draft recap. They say he's a natural winger who can play up the middle and play on the left side. So, you know, I I, I think Stutzel will be you know one of the best picks in that draft. So you think Stutzel will be the uh, the the big pick? Because it, it's funny the NHL literally yeah. released. Uh, really something about Lafreniere and what he's projected to do, like in, in the video game, obviously, because they say he's putting up video game numbers. So they did a video game simulation with his, uh, uh, my players. So they said he'll win a couple Stanley cups. He'll put up this amount of points and things of that nature. Uh, why, why Stutzel and not Lafreniere or it's just Lafreniere, just a guaranteed star that it's not even funny. Well, you know, I, I kind of look at, um, where the teams are with, um, Listen, I'm not knocking Lafreniere. Lafreniere is the best draft prospect since Connor McDavid in 2015. But I just think Stutzel will fit in really well with Ottawa, and you know he he might be able to play on the first line on opening night. That that it's you know the Rangers have so many players with you know Panarin, Zabinajad, you know Kreider. They have all these guys where they're 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 solidified in that lineup whereas Lafreniere is just going to have to try and fit into that top six or whatever top nine wherever he fits in Stutzel's going to be right he's I wouldn't say thrown in the fire but that's what he's going to do he's going to be thrown in the to the fire in Ottawa because Ottawa doesn't have a lot but I just think he'll perform right from the get-go and I think he'll uh I think it's possible he could win the Calder Okay, and uh, obviously people are projecting Lafreniere to win the Calder, but so that's uh, would you count Stutzel as like your bona fide star or more of your sleeper? Because I believe you're the first person to tell me that I'm gonna Stutzel. Go, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. That's the star. My sleeper. I have a sleeper that's sitting right here. Um, Jake Sandin Sanderson. He's the, oh. uh, he was the best defenseman in the draft. He also went to Ottawa. He plays a lot less Thomas Shabbat, um, who plays for Ottawa. They have very similar characteristics. I think Ottawa nailed their draft picks. I think they're going to be deadly in the future. So, you know, obviously it's not a sleeper at five, but I think, I think Sanderson, when it's all said and good on, could maybe have been slotted in that top three. 
You know, uh, it, it's funny because Sanderson, in my opinion, was supposed to be drafted a little later in the draft. So uh, the thing yeah. was, thing was, Jamie Drysdale was supposed to be the best defender in, in that NHL draft of that year. But obviously, Sanderson got selected uh, a couple spots higher. So the the thing the thing about it is, is that I thought Drysdale was better than Sanderson. So your sleeper is actually not too bad because uh, in in our locked on roundtable. Uh, the host of Locked On Ducks, he he projected Drys- Drysdale to uh, fall to me, the the Devils at number seven, and they were going to select Alexander Holtz. Obviously, that was flip flopped, and obviously with the with the Devils having three first round picks, I said like, listen, there's a good chance Sanderson can fall mid first round. So you know, since the Devils do have uh, a mid first round pick or a couple of them. Who's who's not to say that Sanderson can fall that far, and we just we just pick him up because I was looking on like websites like Elite Prospects, and uh, they they had Sanderson anywhere from like you know five to like uh, anywhere from like five to twenty range, you know that kind of thing. Right. Uh, why right. that why that large a range? Because when people ask me why would you prefer Drysdale over Sanderson, I said, well, look at the range. Like, is he going to be a top five draft pick or? a a mid round draft pick that the difference is night and day. You can't waste draft picks, especially if you're rebuilding. Yeah. Well, I just think, you know, Sanderson, you know, he's, he's, he has the ability to just kind of play in all situations. You know, he's fast as shit and he just, he moves the puck and, you know, he, he's got a lot of skill and he just, he plays a lot of, a lot like a lot of these, like, you know, offensive defensemen, like the Eric Carlson's and, you know, I named him earlier, Thomas Shabbat and Roman Yossi. So that's where I kind of see him in that elite group. Um, maybe not, obviously, next year. He's uh, he's only 18, but maybe he fits in, you know, two years from now. I could see him, you know, being a top five defenseman in, you know, six or seven years easily. We, we, we talked about a whole range of things in the draft. Uh, did, did we talk about who you believe is going to be a bust? Uh, no, uh, I did say, well, Dawson Mercer. I I, yeah. I I just think it's because he's a little beat up. Um, right, right. I'm not too thrilled with the Blackhawks draft pick and Lucas Reichel. I think he's a little. I I think it's a little early for him. Um, there, uh, Dylan Holloway. He's uh, from Wisconsin. He's he's a good skater. I just I don't I I just think you know he could have been you know later in the draft. Um, it, uh, you I'll know, t- there's actually there, there was one pick that was really interesting to me was Nashville um, taking a goalie because Nashville has two goalies right now in UC Saros and Pecorine. Um, as a Hawks fan, and obviously just letting go of Crawford, I was I was rooting for them to go at their uh, Askarov. So um, that was the best goalie available, and I'm surprised Nashville took him. But you know, I think I think that one that one's a little bit of question mark, especially with how many goalies they have in the pipeline, but. It'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. You know, you talk about surprising. There was uh, one surprise that we were doing during our live show, and it was the Buffalo Sabres passing on Marco Rossi and deciding to select Jack Quinn. Because the thing was yeah. is that, you know, so it goes Sanderson, Drysdale, Holtz, and then obviously the Sabres uh, w- with the next pick. Instead of going with Marco Rossi, they select Jack Quinn and Marco Rossi going to the Minnesota Wild. I believe that will be a great fit for for Minnesota. So, you know, do you have any idea what the Sabres were thinking in that case? Why would you pass up on Marco Rossi or uh, Perfetti? Um, 
I, you know, I, I, I have no answer. Maybe along the facts that Rossi's a, uh, he's a center. They, you know, maybe they have a lot of depth at center and they couldn't, I mean, who's to say they couldn't put him at a wing, but I think they already have their number one center in Jack Eichel. Um, maybe, you know, taking Jack Quinn to get on that right side with Eichel in the future is probably what they were thinking, but who's to say, you know, there's a, there's always, there's always that one, you know, the question mark after the draft where it's like, well, why did he take, why did that one go over? Why did that guy go over that guy? You know what I mean? You know, sometimes, sometimes that's just how, you know, teams, teams think they take the best player, you know? Hey, uh, you know, I've, I've been surprised before, but like when I was saying on the live uh, table read for, for the draft reaction, I said, at least I'm not the Buffalo Sabres because I wanted Jamie Drysdale, but at least we got Alexander Holtz. I'll tell you who I don't really, um, I, I'm a little skeptical about uh, Lucas Raymond, uh, who was selected by the Detroit Red Wings. I, I must say, um, I, I have to do a crossover with the Detroit Red Wings host uh, sooner or later just to talk about it. But uh, I, I have serious concerns for uh, for Raymond because, you know, looking at his stats, they kind of went down like a whole lot. So, like, uh, for example, when he was playing with um, uh, with one of his national teams, in, in one year he, he gets 48 total points. But then the very next year, in, in four less games, nonetheless, his numbers go down but by a whole lot. So he went from 48 points to 10 points in, in – in, uh, you know, that, that in that year span. So, you know, I'm a little concerned for right. Lucas Raymond. So honestly, uh, if I had to choose my bus, I think it's going to be Lucas Raymond, but you know, that's just Detroit Red Wings for you that they, they can't catch a break. Yeah. So, you know, any yeah. hope for any hope for Raymond at all, because, you know, I, like I said, his numbers don't really impress me. Yeah. I think, I think the, uh, the bright side of that is, is uh, where I'm looking at the stats right now. He, has, he had 37 games played um, and then that 48 points, he had a good playoff run with them. So, you know, if they can get 2018, 19 Raymond, I think they got a good player on their hands, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at his points, you know, they're slowly dropping right here. So, um, you know, I, I think it's a little too early to be like, you know, oh, that guy, that guy's not going to be good. You know what I mean? Because, you know, I'm sure there will be some guy in the fifth round that got drafted that's going to be playing top six minutes for a team. So um, I think it's a little too early, but, you know, we'll see how it all plays out for Detroit. I know I know they needed some forwards in their pipeline, and, you know, I think, uh, I think Lucas Raymond's a good start. But, yeah, we'll definitely see because they definitely added a lot of defensemen in free agency. I think they, you know, they, they went out and traded for, like, Mark Stahl and, they signed don't, uh, don't, Rice don't agree go, with that. So they're loading up their back end. Don't you agree what? with that. Don't agree with that trade at all. Like, yeah, um, I, yeah, Mark Stahl's a little old. Um, I little think old it's more terrible. bringing in a veteran presence. Um, yeah, so they're trying to load up that back end. I, I, I'm not surprised they went with a forward. They don't really have as many forwards as you know as they would like. But um, yeah, little, little too early, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But, you know, uh, obviously a lot can change. And like like I said, uh, 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 we had one of the worst defenses uh, last year, the New Jersey Devils did. And who was, uh, you know, right around hovering in that category? It was the New York Rangers. And uh, Mark Stahl did not help that defensive line at all. He had one of the worst performing um, stats from a defensive lineman, albeit he, he, he was facing some injury. But, you know, still. 
he 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 didn't help at all. But you know, I, I've been shocked before, but we'll, we'll see what happens. So, and unfortunately, we're gonna have to leave it there for today because we are out of time. So, thank you, Vinny Sassotti, for appearing on the show once again. And don't worry, part two will be posted tomorrow. We're gonna be talking about off-season moves and also a few other things, including Doc Emmerich. Yes, I won't stop talking about Doc Emmerich. That man is a legend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a good rating. Other than that, continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you in the next episode for part two tomorrow. Thanks for listening.